0: Welcome to SOMC Leadership on the Go, the podcast that brings you lifelong learning and leadership development wherever you are. You're going to want to join us today as we interview Steely Jordan from SOMC HR to discuss a wonderful book on ethics titled The Workplace Ethics, written by Paul Falcone. Steely shares practical tips from the book on how you can master ethical leadership. Hello, everyone. My name is Ethan McCarty, and we want to welcome everyone to the podcast today. It is our first episode on ethical leadership, and we are going to be joined by Steely Jordan, who is the Manager of Employee Relations, to discuss a book on ethics titled Workplace Ethics, Mastering Ethical Leadership and Sustaining a Moral Workplace. Steely, how are you doing today?
1: I am awesome. Happy to be here.
0: We're glad to have you here, Steely, to talk ethics and make this fun, you know. And so will you start off just by telling the audience a little bit about yourself?
1: Sure. So hi, everyone. Um, Like Ethan mentioned, my name is Steely Jordan. I'm the manager of employee relations here at SOMC. I've been with SOMC for about a year and a half now, which is pretty exciting. Um, Outside SOMC, though, I have about 10 years of leadership experience, and I've worked in HR specifically for about five years.
0: Awesome. So a lot of HR experience. I think when you think of ethics, HR is an uh, important role in all of that and, and, and bringing ethics into play and, and deciding what is ethical or, or what isn't ethical. I mean, there are definitely defined, clear things and there's some, the gray area gets involved and you have to make that decision. So uh, thrilled that you're here. Uh, can't wait to hear what you learned from this book. And, you know, what, what? why did you decide to pick up this book?
1: Well, I'm gonna be real honest with you all. My VP, Vicki Knoll, said, hey, I think you need to read this book. And when she says you need to read something, you read it. So I thought, absolutely. So she bought it and, and brought it over for me and I dove right into it.
0: Awesome. Well, yep, there's no no better way to get it done than having your VP tell you you should read it. So glad you read it. Let's just dive into the book here. And what what's your definition of workplace ethics?
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, simply put, It's doing the right thing at work. So no matter who's watching, no matter who the employee is, no matter, you know, if you like it or not, you're doing the right thing for the sake of it being the right thing.
0: Yeah. Awesome. Great definition. And you would think as a human that doing the right thing would be easy and it's not always right. You got there's always shortcuts that you can take that make things, uh, that you think get things done quicker, but yeah, doing the right thing when nobody's watching, you know, is that what workplace ethics is all about?
1: I think that, so the definition that was referenced in the book um, is the application of an ethical code of conduct to the operational and strategic management of an organization and its leadership and people practices. That is a whole mouthful, but if you break that down, it's basically how an organization and its leaders define what is right and what is wrong, and then how do we apply that to our operations and how we manage our folks here. And so this book, I think, kind of talks about so many different aspects of that. But essentially, you know, what do we think is right and wrong here?
0: And do you think that SMC has that defined well, and that we work off of that well?
1: I absolutely do. I think that SMC, out of you know all of the different organizations I've worked for, has done the absolute best job of um, not only like defining that, but also regularly just kind of meeting and interfacing with other leaders and making sure that we're always kind of um, operating in those best practices and running things you know by one another and making sure that we're just kind of a good sounding board to make sure that we're kind of in that that true north area of what does good ethical standards look like? Yes,
0: I, I couldn't agree more from from my position and time here at SMC that we really care about doing the right thing. it's really important to us so uh, perfect. so in the book, talks a little bit about different things. So let me ask you first, there's a difference of ethics. Can you explain the difference between legal and ethical standards?
1: Sure. So when you think about legal standards, those are the rules that you establish or develop as your organization to comply with the law. You want to avoid any legal wrongdoing, obviously. But then ethical standards, you're really looking at the rules that you've established or um, developed to maintain your culture. So you want to have that culture of integrity, transparency, and being authentic as an organization. And so that's really the ethical piece. So not all the time is there a law that specifically defines everything. And like you mentioned, there's that gray area. And I think that that's exactly where ethics lies. Perfect.
0: Yeah, that's a great definition on both of those and really separating them and how we can understand them. In the book, the author speaks uh, a little bit about how we can gain an understanding of ethical challenges we may face on a practical basis. Could you share your takeaway on his suggestions?
1: Sure. Um, I think that when you think about ethics, it, it seems such, such like a heavy word and it seems really big. And you think about those big moments like sexual harassment and um, so just like some of those big ones, but really it's the day-to-day what happens in those day-to-day kind of interactions with you and your team that really call for you to respond with, you know, high integrity and stuff. I think in the book, it even references um, a couple of examples of, hey, how would you respond in these one-off water cooler type of conversations or questions? And that's really where you kind of experience it the most, I think, as leaders. You don't always have those big groundbreaking situations but in those you know silly kind of conversations that's really where it comes to play.
0: Great great way to explain it. Um, Couldn't agree more with you that in those one-off challenges is interesting you you know you've got the you've got the book on ethical and how you should handle the big situations but when you come to these one-offs how do you actually proceed with that and what is right versus wrong? You know, because right and wrong to me could be different to right and wrong with you when it comes to ethics. There's no no line that. So, all right. Can you explain the three main categories of ethical studies that will better help us understand ethics?
1: Sure. So there's meta ethics. And when you think of meta ethics, that's more of your terms and definitions and the parameters that are used to define right and wrong. Then there's descriptive ethics. And that looks at the whole group or society as a whole and kind of what would society deem as good or bad. And then how does that influence our actions? Um, And you can also kind of even look at different societies and how they apply that for rewards or punishment in terms of their ideas of right and wrong. And then lastly, you have normative ethics and that really just focuses on establishing what is the norm for how people should conduct themselves and go out in the world from that higher kind of perspective or purity standpoint.
0: Gotcha. Thank you for, for breaking that down, helping us understand the, the more details when it comes to ethics. In the book, the author says that you should make ethics personal. So my first question is, do you agree with that? And then based on that, if you do agree, you know, what steps can we put in place or should we do to make sure that um, to help us make ethics more personal?
1: So first, I absolutely agree. I think that with kind of with anything, if you have any type of, you know, policy or laws or, or any of those things, I mean, it's just letters on a piece of paper unless you really apply it. And when you make it personal, you are going out every day with the intention of operating from a high ethical kind of standpoint. Um, and so again, just going back to even those one off water cooler conversations, that's when you apply it and it, and you're challenging yourself to work outside of your emotions and your own bias and opinions and things like that. And looking at what is the right thing and not just for me or not just in this acute situation, no matter what employee was in front of you, or what department you worked in, um, what feels right for us as an organization, and what we believe in.
0: Yes, absolutely. Person making things personal, it gets you much more focused, and you can, you know, just like in the hospital, you want to treat every patient like it's your mother, right? Absolutely. Making it- making it personal just adds more value, makes you more involved, and to-, to do the right thing. So,
1: I think when you make it personal too, it's a call to action. Yeah. So you're not just, you know, it's not up to someone else or you don't feel like that's someone else's responsibility. It's a call to action for you to actually apply that in every opportunity that you're able to. And that's really important.
0: Absolutely. Thank you for that. The, the author talks about some obstacles. So could you talk a little bit about those and some tips to overcome those? Sure.
1: I think any leader, if they're being honest, if we're being honest with ourselves, can say that we've all kind of fallen victim to some of these. So some of the common obstacles that they list in the book there is there's no other choice. So you do something because there's no other option. This is how I have to do it or it won't matter. It's just this one time. Um, so we make those exceptions because we believe eh, it's not a big deal to make an exception here and there. Um, another one is there's no law against it. And like I mentioned before, ethics kind of falls in that gray zone where there might not be a legal implication, but definitely some type of moral standard that we should be subscribed to. And then the last is, I deserve this. You know, you take that one for how, (laughs) how you want to there. But those are some of those common obstacles. And I think the biggest thing, again, just going back to it's not just about you or that one employee in that particular moment. What makes sense on a greater scale when you're looking at the big picture and the organization as a whole? What is right or wrong based on our culture and our values and beliefs here, and really operating from that and not looking just at that isolated moment that you're in? But how do you take that moment and apply it outward so that we're consistent and we're fair across the board? Well, Steely, I will tell you that when you talk about ethics, when
0: I hear the word ethics, I am not that excited to to (laughs) converse about it, but you have made this very helpful and very fun. And I hate that our, our time here is coming to an end. Closing up, do you have any other bits from the book or just in general about ethics that you would like to share?
1: For sure. I think like you, ethics does not sound exciting to most folks, but I will say this particular book, super easy read, very easy language it's easy to digest and kind of understand what they're talking about there and lots of practical information and tips and I think any leader could definitely benefit from reading it so I'd encourage you to do that it's real short it doesn't even take a whole long time so you know even if you're not a reader I think that this is one that you could definitely dive into and get some really great information from
0: yeah it sounds it sounds like it book club here at SMC on Yammer, right? At the end of every book, you got to go in there and post a new belief and new behavior. So after your Steely reads this book, what, what are what's your new belief and your new behavior from that?
1: Yes. So I would say that the belief would be great organizations must have an established culture of high ethical standards. And then the behavior, I would say leaders should help maintain this culture by making ethics personal and applying these concepts in your everyday work couldn't agree more.
0: And I think that that's what SMC, that's what we do, right? We, we, we do that here and we do it well. And we have people like you and, and the ethical leadership team who help hold us accountable and make sure that we're going down the right path. And awesome discussion. Thank you for going through the book. I can't thank you enough for, for being here, making this enjoyable and interesting and teaching us about ethics. For those of you who haven't read the book, strongly encourage to do that order your copy get a copy and read through it and i'm sure that if you have facts that you'd like to uh, learn post on yammer um on the on the book notes there that we can learn from them or or email steely brady and i and, and let us know what you learned
1: thank you for having me
0: listeners i hope you enjoyed today's episode and walked away learning something new steely did an outstanding job of explaining workplace ethics and tips that we can take to improve ethics across our teams Uh, You know, Once you've had a chance to read through this book, pick out your own new belief and behavior and post it on Yammer on the book notes. There's a lot to take away from these notes, and we would love to hear your perspective. Thank you so much, and even though we're moved on from teamwork, I'll close out saying teamwork makes the dream work. Thanks for joining us today. If you enjoyed this additional outlet of SOMC's leadership culture, please like and subscribe to receive future episodes. Lastly, if you have a topic you'd like to see discussed on this podcast, please send us an email at SOMC on the go at somc.org. Thanks for listening today and we hope to see you again next time.